Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's Budpot 81. 81, Phil, is that anything to you? 81, um, a Q80 mum. <laughs> if your mother is from Kuwait, this is the episode for you. <laughs> is Kuwait a republic? I don't know. I've lost track with those crazy cats over there. They've been busy. Kuwait, yeah, there's no royal family of Kuwait, is there? I don't think so. I assume there's some kind of local clan system that might have a head of each like family or whatever, but I don't think there's a royal family. You're so 2000 Q8. I'm so <laughs> 2000 Q8. <laughs> Who what do you think um what do you think it's like to be a hipster in Q8? It's probably quite similar to being a hipster here, right? Coffee 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 preferences. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably less, um, probably less of the old artisanal beer making. Yes, to be fair. Although you know, there's a fairly uh, solid beer consumption in uh, Turkey and Iran, even though it's supposed to be you know illegal. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Although I think it is legal in Turkey, it's just getting more and more illegal because of. Uh, Erdogan is a bit of a hardliner. But um, they all drink non-alcoholic beer. They are drinking non-alcoholic beer. Well, they're drinking both, in, say, in Turkey. But, like, Turkey, I, I remember seeing, like, on a map, like, who drinks the most of which beer where? Like, what's the most popular beer? Where do you get such a map? Where, where are you getting these maps? Internet. Internet. <laughs> I, okay. I, I waste my time scrolling through uh, image feeds. Oh, like, okay, okay, like um, beveragemapsoftheworld.org. No, 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 just random. So every now and then, it all it all filters in there. Okay, okay. It's just, it's just random images that have been upvoted that people think are interesting. Is this on Imgur or something? Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay. But um, I had never heard of the brand that Turkey apparently loves glugging down. So I looked it What's up it? and it's... Um, what is it? Booze free. It began with an E or something. It's not FS. Where's FS from? Maybe it was FS. I thought FS had alcohol in it. Yeah, but this was like FS Blue. Ah. I yeah, mean, I you can get non alcoholic all the beer, but this is a Turkish brand, and mostly what they sell is the non alcoholic kind. Is beer really refreshing if it's not getting you drunk? Well, drunkenness is not a very refreshing feeling, is it? Um, I've never, I've never been like wasted. Going, God, I'm re- refreshed. I, I have, but only after the first pint. Right. Yes. 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 But that is to do with the cold and the bubbly and the liquid. Well, it was more to do with being tired. I remember 
it was at the fringe when I was uh, years and years ago when I was doing like a million things at once at the Edinburgh Fringe, RIP. And uh, yeah. I'd done like I'd just been walking around. I've been on my feet all day. I've been running around town, and then uh, it, it was the first time in my life where I was old enough to drink beer, and I was physically tired enough and low enough on like energy that the beer actually tasted like bread. Like sustenance and food. It tasted like food, like I was drinking food, yeah. It, it was like, <laughs> like the bready flavor was really strong. And it's only ever been strong when I've drunk beer within maybe an hour of, of really heavy activity. Right, your body's just drawing out all the sugars. Yeah, like immediately, exactly. And it's brilliant. And you totally get why in the olden times, which is up until even like the 30s, 40s, 50s, you would get given beer rations as part of your work if you were like a miner or uh, rum ration on the Navy ships, that kind of thing. It totally makes sense. Just liquid calories. Sure, sure. But there's no way rum was refreshing. Well, it was mixed with water, I think. Ah, a little water chaser. Well, grog. Grog is like one part rum to three parts water. That's what grog is. Oh really? Yeah, that's something like that. There's some ra- I don't know what the ratio is, but it's something like that. The it's basically just diluted of, rum. The gruel of booze, yeah. It's the gruel of booze. <laughs> Make way for the gruel of booze. <laughs> Horrible Grog. guy it's with the, the gruel of booze. I am the gruel of booze. The gruel of booze sounds like <laughs> a foreign aristocratic title. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the gruel of booze. <laughs> he's he's revolting the gruel of booze. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's got food coming dripping on oh. the, down the corner of his lips. He's disgusting. Oh, the buttons on his shirt are all done up, but one one out of step, if you know what I mean. Yeah, one's hi- one button is higher. Yeah. Yeah. The gruel, yes, and... and you try to be polite, and he's not polite. He's, I, I understand that you're the fourth gruel of booze. And he just goes, what? And he burps. <laughs> what? What's that? He burps a, load of, a little bit of sick. Uh, um, it, it, it was so nice to do um, an, an in-person pod last week, Pierre, but already we're back to our remote, <laughs> remote ways, just one week after. Yeah, thanks, um, Michael Gove. I'm... Uh, I'm I'm in Bath. Um, the listener might be able to tell that I'm in Bath, the city of Bath. Not bathing, not in a tub. I'm in, although that'd be lovely, tub pod. Ooh. We've yet to do our first tub pod, but I'm in the <laughs> city should, of Bath, where I was a teenager. That's definitely one for a Patreon or OnlyFans. Yes, tub <laughs> tub pod. Tub pod. <laughs> Here, this it'll be an ASMR experience. Yes, is splishing, is splish splashing part of the ASMR repertoire? Yeah, little little bath noises. Two two boys in the bath having a little pod. Two boys in the bath, <laughs> bubbling about, poddling yeah. along. Yeah, I'm in my um, I'm in my my teenage bedroom for the years sixteen to eighteen. There's a lot of Batman stuff and Rat Pack stuff. That's yes. what all I was into: the Rat Pack and Batman. The Rat Pack and Batman. Uh, the Rat and the Bat. That's not what I call my interests. When if I was it ain't a teen. rats or bats, uh, they're not cool cats. That's what you used to say. <laughs> yeah. Or Kid Rock. <laughs> or the Kid, yeah. Or the Kid. Yeah, which is also an animal still. That's true. 
The Rat, the Bat, and Kid. Yes. Uh, what and the what the Rat Pack and Batman have in common is a kind of either twenty sort of twenties, thirties, fifties jazz aesthetic. Interesting. Yes, that's a good observation. Because yeah, Bat- Batman has a lot of that kind of. Um, oh, what's that architecture style? So it's that nineteen twenties and thirties New York. Oh, like um, Art Deco kind of. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. You'll get a lot of Art Deco vibes from everything involved there. That's right. That's right. Would you ever live in a... Would, would, is that your ideal home, an Art Deco home covered in Batman stickers? <laughs> no, because it'd be too obvious that I lived there and um, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be hounded by pod buds yes, asking, me to, uh, asking me to get in the bath with them. There was some lovely... Um, I did a gig last night. In, in Oh, Yeah. In in, in in a sort of a get it while you can attitude to being allowed to go out in public after 10 p.m. We'll see. That's right. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, I went and did a gig. It was a, the good ship at the Colonel Fawcett in Camden mm. in London. A lovely old gig. Um, and uh, everyone was great. But there were some podbuds there. And I had a chat to some of them afterwards. Hello. Hello, oh, nice. podbuds. They were what did you nice. chat about? Uh, how brilliant uh, the podcast is. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> they, they just said, oh, well, listeners or whatever. They, they said what everyone says now, which is, oh, we thought about shouting out, but then you've talked on the podcast about people shouting out. and oh. But then, yeah, like it's it's just easier to for them to just talk to us afterwards as we're leaving than to go, Koji! <laughs> during the show. Yeah, over the shoulder of a... A confused Peruvian tourist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A, a, ba- a baffled Austrian management consultant. <laughs> oh, we might have some uh, some new pod buds uh, this week, Pierre, because we got um, a lovely shout out on Twitter uh, from classic uh, a classic bud pod listener, Radio Two DJ Sarah Cox. That's right, the queen of radio, Sarah Cox. Um, so th- thank you so much to any Radio 2 listeners who are checking in. Um, we are so sorry. Sarah has got this very wrong indeed. We don't do any traffic reports at all. <laughs> but um, glad to have you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, uh, I guess you could say this is BBC Radio Poo. <laughs> that is the worst jingle. I hate the. the I cannot listen to Radio 2 because of that disgust. Disgusting jingle. BBC. It's it's. I, I'm being completely serious about this, Pierre. I think it's the the most revolting melody ever devised by <laughs> a human mind. Really? Yeah. BBC. Radio. It's horrible. <laughs> I hate it so much, and it doesn't. The BBC is otherwise so tasteful. Everything in the BBC is done with such taste. Yeah. But the, this one jingle. It's disgusting. It's like it's like some, it's like a joke regional radio station. <laughs> it's whole so horrible. I hate it's so it easy so to so do much. Sarcastically, it sounds sarcastic. Like maybe that's what it. That's what it is. BBC Radio Two. <laughs> horrible. Yes, exactly. I always um. Growing up, I always used to get annoyed with uh, Manx Radio, the Isle of Man's national radio station. Um, Was that BBC? No, no, no. Oh. 
um, the BBC kind of has a little news webpage about the Isle of Man, but it doesn't have its... Because uh, the Isle of Man is not part of the UK, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. So Manx Radio is like properly like the local radio station. And uh, in my head forever is Manx Radio Weather. <laughs> is this just, it just Ra- starts with Manx. Manx Radio Weather. It sort of kicks in. Really suddenly Manx on Rio. Manx radio. radio. Radio is when they really get excited. <laughs> they figure that you already know it's Manx because you're listening. Radio. 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 I feel the BBC Radio 2 jingle, it sounds like you've tricked someone into listening to the radio, thinking they're listening to the BBC, watching BBC TV. It's like BBC. And you go, ah. Radio too, <laughs> and they go. Ah, no, not the radio. <laughs> They're horrified. It's too late. Yeah, um, the, but um, thank you, Coxes and Coxettes. Yes, um, Coxix. Sarah Cox uh, hosts a, a show that I love called Love in the Country, which is a, a matchmaking program for farmers. Oh, yeah. She is the farmer Cupid. Yeah, it's great. It's a great show. Hard to find a wife if you're a farmer. It's There's some great episodes. There's one great episode about like this uh, Welsh farmer dude. He's like late 20s, early 30s, and three ladies from the city come to try and win his heart but all he wants to do is look after his sheep and every day they, they're like what are we doing today and he's like oh well, i'm just gonna uh, look after the sheep <laughs> and they just have to pretend to be happy about it like great and then like he, he, he picks a different girl to shear the sheep with and they're like oh angie's shearing the sheep today is she and then it just cuts to angie just having the worst time in the world. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, it was three women from the city who think being a farmer is just owning land and dressing nicely in a barber. (laughs) And sort of going, would you like your own pair of wellies? But both parties had got this completely wrong. He, he, like his conclusion at the end of this episode was like, I don't think love's really for me, actually. (laughs) It just kind of just uh, gets in the way of the sheep. Like, that was a genuine conclusion. Amazing. Where he just went, uh, <laughs> well, if, if if love is not having someone to help me shear the sheep, and I want no part of it. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what falling in love is to him. Having to give up the sheep. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a all cost, no benefit. Um, that's incredible. And that presumably they were like, oh, it was very muddy. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Animals are horrible. They're gross, they're disgusting, you can't trust them. They're loud, they misbehave, they don't do what's best for them. Mm-hmm. They try and get themselves killed. You have to trick and bully the stupidest things on earth in order to give them medicine. <laughs> like little kids times a thousand. Yeah, you have to wrestle with them the way you would wrestle with a human being to kill them in order to save the animal. Yeah, Yeah. because what the animal wants is to run out into the woods where its teeth will grow through its face and it'll die of eye worms. That's all the animal wants, desperate to die of eye worms with a tooth going through its fucking head. 
Yeah, when that sheep is wriggling in the farmer's arms, it's like, please, I just want to die of ironworms. Get off me. <laughs> no, my ironworms, please. At le- I mean, at, at least cows have a kind of soulful intelligence behind their eyes. Sheep are just, just this horrible, <laughs> like weird lizard eyeballs. They're just terrifying. Uh, it's so weird. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Have you ever been stared down by a bunch of sheep? Uh, n- I don't think so. Been st- you stand at like a field gate. Yeah. There's just like seven sheep just there looking at you. But they they really look at you, Phil. They're just like, just they staring. Through you, yeah. Yeah. And you sort of think, well, what do you want? Because you're not coming towards the gate as if I'm going to feed you. You don't think I'm the farmer. So, what's what is this scenario in your heads? They're just thinking that's a weird sheep. That's all they're thinking. Sure. <laughs> well, they're just thinking grass, 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 <laughs> grass, grass, shitting, grass, fear, grass, and then every now and then dog and run, and then grass. <laughs> Dog run grass, yeah, that's that's the life of a sheep. Dog run grass. I'd be, I I can't wait till like mind reading technology progresses. It already exists, listeners, and it's huh? in your head right now. Um, mind reading technology progresses to the point where we can find out a how how human children think before they have language. That'll be interesting, and also how animals think. Like if they do, just go like if they think like robots, like just yeah, grass running, fun, good now. <laughs> right 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 like like a dr doolittle situation yes exactly and uh fellow podcaster richard herring this interested me ha- can't picture things in his mind excuse me he can't picture things in his mind so there was this article that went around and scared the hell out of a lot of people because it said you know up to some enormous percentage of the population don't have a mind's eye what they just don't have it so he can't he can't imagine images. He can't imagine an apple. He can't like see one he's made up in his head and rotate it and look at it from different angles. But how, how does he think about anything? It's all just like concepts or like the word or something. Like it's just like a feeling in his head. How do you even come up with jokes or like or like connect things if you can't make pictures? 
Well, this, that's it. It's just he just doesn't think in pictures, and uh, they they it's it's there's some name for it where if you don't have a mind's eye, and interestingly, the people at Pixar looked into this because one of the executives at Pixar realized he didn't have a mind's eye, like he couldn't remember like images or whatever. But how do you make pictures if you can't what? Well, <clears throat> so he decided when he realized he didn't have a mind's eye to look into his own like art stuff like what if they had does everyone who draws pictures and makes 3d models for pixar films have a mind's eye is that what makes them artists and interestingly like half of them or like some enormous amount of them also didn't have one wait wait wait. i've just found it by the way aphantasia is what it's called a a aphantasia 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 yeah Group, it's crazy, isn't it? People listening won't have mind's eyes. What? I don't get that at all. It's, it's you're right really hard to mind's get your head eye, around. I want to hear about this. I don't understand. Like, but then, how do you remember people's what people look like? They kind of don't. But then, they sh- surely they recognize people they know. They sort of have the memory of it, but they can't picture it. That's that said. I can't. I when I I can sometimes not be able to picture someone's face. I, yes, I so, understand that. But yeah, so they have that. But then I will recognize them. Okay, okay, I see that. So they have that feeling even when it's just like an apple or you know, a tree. That's crackers. Yeah, yeah. It blew picture. my it blew my head clean off. Inquibable. Wow. It is inquibable. Man. But, um, yes, a bunch of the artists at Pixar. Also have the, how do they how do they, they have contagion? a wank Pierre? How do they have a wank? <laughs> That's what well, I need to know. I think Richard Herring mentioned this, where it's like it, it's sort of just like vague memories or memory of the of just the concept of of sex. Yeah, they have very artistic wankers in that sense. Can they create images in their mind? No, they no. can't. No. So if, even like little abstract doodles. No, they can't do that. They can't see it. Gosh, it's mad, I wonder if, isn't it? I wonder if like, it makes you more focused. I wonder if like you get distracted less, or if you daydream less. Well, do they dream? Can they dream? I don't know. I mean, they, the the Pixar artists who who can't do it. He he asked them like, well, how do you do art if you can't have art in your head? And they they were of the opinion, or they figured eventually that. It, that that it was why like they compensated for it by write, drawing and having it on the page. Mm. and like you say it made them sort of more focused and stuff so like they could have sort of become really good at art anyway that's but yeah ridiculous. it's so weird that's that's not me for six I'd yeah say. yeah it made my head hurt mm. it gave me mm. one of them thinking headaches um but then I, I um do you have anything where your brain just shuts down and you can't understand it and you don't want to <laughs> uh my brain just shuts down um i know i guess i have i have quite a powerful brain <laughs> <laughs> my brain is very powerful i uh i have it whenever i try and read philosophy oh yeah i mean i i tried to read um i bought aristotle's nicomachean ethics I was like, ah, this will get me started on the whole philosophy. <laughs> I, I, on, I've, I've never had a book I could read so little of. I read yes. like 
a paragraph and I was like, I think I'm keeping up. And then the first sentence of the next paragraph was like, nope, I'm finished. I have no idea what he's talking about. I got oh. I got Nietzsche. I got like, um, thus spake Zarathustra. N- didn't make any sense at all. No idea what he's talking <laughs> yeah. about. No idea. And But yeah, like you say, to the extent that I'm convinced no one can understand it or like the writer doesn't understand it. Yeah, or uh, my instinct is like, I suddenly become really like... Uh, I suddenly become <laughs> really sort of um um oh god what's it called where people like a luddite where right. where I'm like it's too complicated and it's not useful yeah it can't it can't be worth right, anything yeah, you, you just you, want to throw it, you want to burn it you want to throw it away yeah i'm just like it can't be worth anything if it's so fiddly it can't do anything in actual life it's just like something that's in knots for its own sake you know yeah i just find it impossible like you say because it's it's the reading equivalent of trying to chew through a a wooden stick it just takes so much like ah chewing like i think i get it and then like you say you start to read a bit faster like it's a normal thing you're reading and then you hit some sentence where you just go, that's gibberish to me. I literally have no fucking idea what that is. <laughs> it, it's compounded by the fact that all the people I know who who did philosophy at uni and did it well are f- f- like fucking silly. They're silly people. <laughs> they're silly. <laughs> well, like, when I meet them and talk to them, they're silly. They can... They're categorically <laughs> silly, and so if it, and I can't understand something. I, I presumably they can, so that's that's quite galling. Yes, that's it, isn't it? And and uh, I, I'm amused that you did what I did, which is you sort of <laughs> you sort of sat there at home thinking, I keep hearing about all this philosophy. Well, I suppose I'd better take a look. <laughs> it's such a funny uh, attitude. It is, yeah. Just a, it's like it's like the way that a, a middle-aged person would look into hip hop. <laughs> well, I suppose I'd better listen to some of this grime if that's what people keep chatting about, for God's sake. And then you go and get the little books, like you say, get a bit of Nietzsche. You go, I've heard of him, and then you give it a peek, and you go, "This is fucking gibberish. I haven't got a clue what this is about." <laughs> the other day, I tried to figure out what someone meant on Twitter by referencing Hegelian freedoms. Right. Yeah. Did you get anywhere? Uh, maybe like I, I, I felt a bit like I understood it at one point, and then that melted away like an ice cube in hell. I don't know. Because like you, at first you think, well, how complicated can this be? I understand. Like the concept of freedom is, yeah, on the surface pretty simple. How many different versions can there be, or like how many yeah. different requirements can freedom have? Yeah, and and the other problem I have is that everyone I know who does know about philosophy has a, like a dog in the fight. Like, like they support. Yeah, they they like they support philosophers the way other people support football clubs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So whenever get, I say to them, yeah. "Oh, what what what's the good philosophy?" They always go, "Oh, it's totally this guy." Yeah, and they completely give me what I can tell, even just from their tone is just essentially someone else's opinion. It's unique philosophy, like if, as a profession, or as even a, even just in an academic professional sense, it's unique in that your, yeah, your, your job is proving that the way you've chosen to live is correct. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
<laughs> you have to justify your mad beliefs. It's like, yeah, it's like you, if you bought a pair of trousers and then committed the rest of your life to proving why, <laughs> why those are the best trousers in the shop. <laughs> well, they're blue. Uh, and they fit my waist just right. And what is a waist but the circumference of a man who, yeah, just endlessly. And then someone else is like, but it hasn't enough pockets. And then you reply, well, maybe you have too many things. And then that's <laughs> that's like 10 years of your work. Is that one is that one argument? I just... A lot of the time, whenever they end up saying like, uh, but what if that doesn't... How do we know that exists? I just want to go, oh, shut up. <laughs> how do yeah, I know like your anyone hand can exists? Say that. Anyone can like, say that. Yeah, but how do you know? Well, how do I know you exist? And I want to be like, because I'm going to punch you in the head. <laughs> I'm going to give you a, a smack around the back of the head because I'm so sick of this whirling rhetoric. It's I don't know. It's also like uh, the same feeling I get when uh, if 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 like science gets complicated enough. Like I I, I have a book by the guy who. Like, um, you know, Tenet, the new film with from What's-His-Tits? Christopher Nolan, yeah. Yeah. So he he wrote that after reading a, a, a book that I'm reading at the moment by an Italian quantum physicist. And oh, yeah. I got lent it by a friend who is like, it's like popular science. Like the, It's basically a really smart Italian quantum physicist who's gone, I'm going to do my best to fucking explain this to you people. <laughs> so okay. it's like very much, you know, buy it in the airport, read it on the plane kind of stuff. Yeah. But I got stuck on a chapter where the the heading of the chapter is time does not exist. Okay. (laughs) That, you know, (laughs) my boots got stuck in that mud, Phil. (laughs) You had a shout out to the other readers. Go on without me. Go on without me. fell into this mud. I need to spend some time here thinking about the phrase time does not exist. (laughs) There's a a really good Armstrong and Miller sketch where Ben Miller plays... A physicist who's invited onto like BBC, like like a <laughs> like a silly BBC morning news program, like <laughs> this morning or whatever. Yeah, and uh, and he's just discovered some uh, breakthrough in quantum mechanics, and the host is like, oh, "Well, this might be a bit over my head, um, but could you just sort of distill uh, what what it is you've done uh, to to the viewer at home?" And Ben Miller just goes, "Oh, uh, no." <laughs> like, can you just find a, just just like a, a layman's explanation of, of what it is you've discovered and ben miller's just like uh no no i can't <laughs> uh, i spent 15 years trying to understand this and uh, there's there's no way to distill it um and uh, that's exactly it isn't it yeah yeah that's 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 the that's the challenge that this uh italian quantum physicist had, has to I think take on. he is. I think he Ben Miller is a doctor of physics or chemistry. Yeah, I think it's physics. Yeah, it's um, yeah. This I mean, this Italian guy, God bless him, does his best, and it's a very good book. But fucking hell, hmm, I might try it. It's really good. I, have you it's seen re- Tenet? Not yet. It's actually, I, I actually, it's in my opinion, not good. It's not good. Interesting. Well, I, I managed to be a cool kid, and my my friend. Uh, lent me this book before I knew it was the basis for the film. So aren't I just uh, the coolest cat in town? You're, you're, the only, you're one of the few people who can say after watching Tenet that it's not as good as the book. <laughs> it's not as None of Tenet will blow my mind as much as a chapter called There is no such thing as time. 
<laughs> and an Italian man desperately trying to explain to me that space-time is also inherently granular. Granular? What does that mean? Like literally made of grains? Basically, yeah. That's it's not it's not empty space. It is. It does have substance, and it isn't infinitely divisible. So even like the vacuum of space, where there is supposed to be nothing, there yeah. are. It is made of something. It's made yes. of little bits. The sort of quantum field of space-time or something. It's always there. It's like the universe has inherent pixels. Pixels. That's my understanding of it, which, I, as I've mentioned, is wrong. <laughs> but it's something like that. I have to... There's, there's diagrams, Phil. There's arrows. Oh, it's a mm. it, it's it's a real it's a real mind masher, but it's easier to. I want understand. to read this. Oh yeah, I want to read this book now and understand more of it than you. I want to read this book competitively. <laughs> yes, let's let's and we'll do a test. Uh, it's uh, a book we'll, off. We'll, it's we'll a good old fashioned book off, everyone. Old, looks like we got ourselves an old fashioned <laughs> book off, boys. Woo-wee! <laughs> 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 We'll do a pub quiz run by the Italian guy. That'd be good. A taberna quiz. Yes, please. A taberna quiz, yeah. And he'll be like, okay, if you got the spice time, right? <laughs> you got to be the spice time. What's it made of? Eh? No bullshit. Don't take the pisser from me here. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the final question. Does time bloody exist or not? Is there such a thing as time? Or is it just a figment of imagination? You got uh, you got thirty seconds. Uh, yes or I, no? Need need I remind you, lads, that there is no such thing as time. It is merely a way of expressing changes in particles over a period. Okay. <laughs> like a, like a mama used to say, <laughs> a space time is a granular. <laughs> Quantum particles, just like a mama used to observe. <laughs> it's um, yeah. I, I I'm sort of I've, I'm looking over at this the stack of books that I thought I would read in lockdown and didn't, and I'm just amazed at my own dedication to partially understanding almost everything and never fully understanding. Almost anything. Mm, mm, mm. Just to but always go. I want to be able to say three things and nothing of any value about it or everything in the world. Mm. Yeah, you want that sort of... Uh, you want that sort of thin Earth's crust of knowledge around everything, yeah. right? <laughs> the you smarty want, like, that, Yeah, you want that sort of Stephen Fry... Yeah, uh, all-encompassing, sh- like Earth's crust knowledge. What I what I take real pleasure in, Phil, is having just the right amount and type of knowledge to surprise someone who knows lots about it. Yes, I love that when you say something oh. when you when you meet yeah you meet someone who's like an expert on leaves, and yeah. you go, oh, would that be the Numabian frond, and they go, oh, yes. That's the best feeling in the world. Yes. Even though that's the one thing you know about leaves. Is yeah, the and then you don't have to say frog. anything else because then they keep talking. Yeah. And they uh, they say, oh, almost like they're flattered. That's what I like. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> you remembered. 
Yeah. I had that once in Japan when I could I, I could read um, a whiskey list in hiragana. And it, it, was, it, was, it was just like the, the Japanese transliteration of um, like... Jaku Danyeru. Jaku Danyeru. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty neat. A connoisseur. <laughs> a connoisseur. Look at it, Kentucky. Look at it, Kentucky. I mean, the Japanese would have whiskey made with octopus eggs, wouldn't they? Oh, can you Im- imagine how quickly that would sell out? <laughs> whiskey made from octopus eggs combines the Japanese love of whiskey with their love of su- of sushi and seafood and their love of like freaky tentacle sex yeah it's yeah it's all in there it's everything they need do you know you can buy vodka that has it's just like bad normal vodka but it's been poured over someone's boobs is that true yeah wow yeah wow what's it called boob vodka i don't know <laughs> yeah Bod- vodka mm. Bob- bo- bobka Bubka, 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 babushka, vodka, babushka, babushka, a tit tot, a tot of tit. Well, I wonder what 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 is like the environment in which this vodka is being poured over these breasts, like in a factory or like in her home. I think. Like, do they just come over and say, and she's like, "Oh, was that today?" It's like, "Yeah, sorry, is that right?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'll just have to move just, things around here." I picture her, I picture the, and it's always like, it's like a stripper or a porn star or whatever. It's someone like you'd have heard of if you were the kind of person who wanted to buy. Oh, it comes with the name of the the lady. I think so. It's all very much in that uh, industry. Um, And I just like the, I I picture her kind of dipping her tits in a sluice and just reading a magazine. G Spirit. Is what it's called. Is that what it's Ta- called? Taste meets sensual titty vodka is another one. <laughs> oh my god! That one's just called titty vodka. G Spirit, so I think is the the company. Titty vodka is a real five p.m. on Friday suggestion. <laughs> Marketing did not do their best work on titty vodka. And, okay. and, and <laughs> t- this is, this- titty tots and nipple nips. That would have been better. This is the um, the the landing page on the official G Spirits uh, website. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, and then lowercase p, probably you have already heard about us, and now you observe. Damn, this crazy stuff is real. <laughs> if not, no problem. As listed below, we describe who we are and what we do. G Spirits are best liquors, which stand for excellent taste, gorgeous women, and stylish design. Exactly <laughs> these things, which a bon vivant does appreciate and love. Is <laughs> <laughs> best liquor. <laughs> Damn, this crazy stuff is real. You observe, <laughs> and you observe it is crazy real. <laughs> the result is a bottled diabolic good mixture of lifestyle. Cheers! Is that what it says? Yeah. <laughs> a on, diabolic wait, wait, wait. good mixture of lifestyle. The result, it's a bottle. <laughs> uh, That's some amazing grammar going on there. A diabolic lifestyle mixture of hot women, it's real. 
But yeah, it's like Playboy cover girls and all this sort of thing. God. But they must just have like a a, a little like like a, like a like a like a like a bit of guttering, you know? PVC guttering, like you'd put around the edge of a roof. Right. Yeah, because surely they have to wear a sort of like a, a collecting brazier, like like a sort of uh, uh, aqueduct corset. Well, so ca- to catch all the vodka. Well, so so imagine if you had just had a bit of guttering, right? Mm. And then they sort of climb up on a on a sort of chair. Maybe they kneel on a chair, or if they they sit on a chair leaning forward. Dip dip your knockers in 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 the gutter. Right. Okay, that's a good way of doing it. That's much quicker, isn't it? To just yeah, have this sort it, of then the vodka just flows past the boobs. Yeah. And you're sat there reading a magazine, like you're in a in a salon. So is she, is she leaving the boobs in there like a tea bag to, to sort of <laughs> yes. infuse the vodka for like three yes. minutes? Because essentially, yeah, that's, that's much more efficient. Oh uh, well, when it comes to tit vodka, Phil, I'm like the Henry Ford. Is that more efficient? Or would it be more efficient to? That would be more efficient. There'd also be less waste because you know there's not vodka splashing about all over the place, falling on the floor, and. Well, that's it. Well, that's it. So you've just got a tea bag style. Dip, dip, dip your tits in the gutter, madam, please. Hmm. Um, and we're going to sell this to people who don't just want to drink bad vodka. They want to drink bad vodka with skin cells in. <laughs> it's so gross. But of course, the, 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 the beautiful thing about this vodka is you can sell it to people and not even have had to have done it. Well, that's it, isn't it? No one's no one's doing CSI tit vodka, are they? No. Yeah, that's true. They're not even analyzing it. There would be a very funny thing to go like, like we're going to take this straight to Washington. <laughs> like that's your big court case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll go to some consumer watchdog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my client believed in good faith that he was purchasing. Vodka that had been run over the breasts of that woman. <laughs> Not any the, woman. The whole the jury's like, oh. <laughs> Sir, could you tell me whose breasts the vodka actually flowed through and over? My breasts. A little louder, please. <laughs> My breasts. Ooh. Everyone's taking pictures. And like they, when the complainants on the stand. The the lawyer's like, uh, can you show on this doll where you expected the vodka to have been poured over? Here and here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, jury, please take note that he pointed to both breasts. Oh, oh. Let the record show that he indicated the tits of the doll. <laughs> it's a big blow-up doll. <laughs> oh. That's funny. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm not going to stand here and try and convince you that my client over there is a great man. I'm not going to try to convince you that my client over there is a wise man. But what he is is a God-fearing American who knows his rights. Not only that, 
He's a man who deserves what he pays for. And that man over there paid for a bottle of vodka that had been poured, however you'd like to define it, drizzled, dipped, sluiced over the titties of a famous porn star with whom he had prior affection and knowledge. He was a fan, ladies and gentlemen, of the jury. He was a fan. Now, I may not be some fancy city lawyer, some slick Harvard-educated carpetbagger like the lawyer representing my opponent over there, Titty Juice Limited, but I, I can tell you one thing for sure, that I don't need to go to no Harvard or Yale to learn, which is that if a man pays for vodka that's been drizzled through the titties of an actress with whom he has previously acquainted and admires the work of, well, that's what that man deserves to get. Now, what actually happened was that my client received a bottle of vodka that had been drizzled past the titties of a dog, a common dog. Order, order, my God. Bailiff, bailiff, remove the public from the cart. Is that how, is that how we're going to make the most money ever out of Bud Pod is suing the boob vodka men? Yes. G-Spirit versus Bud Pod. Do you think um, during this time of coronavirus they have to sort of anti-back the tits before they dip them? I would have, I would have liked to think they did that anyway. But then is the whole point that you are getting the essence essence of these boobs? You know, you you don't want because I mean, sanitize them enough, and you might as well just be pouring them over a stainless steel panel. You know, like what does it yeah. matter? Right, the whole point is that it's a bit dirty. Has anyone ever asked a homeopathy practitioner if this technically means the vodka is more boob than a, just eating an actual human boob? Right, is it memory vodka? Yeah, because the dilution makes it more powerful than homeopathy. Do they actually say that? Uh, I'm pretty sure. It's certainly <laughs> water has memory. Yeah, great. So this is very much sexy for homeopaths as well. Mm. Mammoths. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, it might as well be just be like somehow kind of pure tit water. Yeah. It's perfect. Maybe we, we can sell something like that. Yeah. What would we do? Hmm. Every, every pint of real ale's been poured through me bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would have to be Lucky Kentucky. It'd be, we'd have to first make Lucky Kentucky. We um, could find someone willing to do that. Well, I mean, of course, Lucky Kentucky exists. It's a real, it's a real whiskey. So we'd have to. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we'd get uh, we'd we'd hold a barrel. We'd we go in and find the best barrel, mm-hmm. and we'd hold it and we'd pour it over our bums. I guess that would, <laughs> and then we'd sell that. Bum bum whiskey. Bum whiskey, yeah. Lucky Kentucky bum whiskey. Yeah, it'd have to be like called something special though, like um, oh, like you know, like brown label, 
Brown label. <laughs> Lucky Kentucky brown label. Crack aged. <laughs> we have to dip our bums in it for for ten years. The whiskey slowly absorbs the flavor of the ass. Uh. <laughs> what if we sell uh, vodka poured over the hands of everyone's favorite politicians? Okay. So it's for so politics like, nerds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I think they'll have a pretty um, small market. Yeah. It'd be, yeah, it'd be a luxury good, sort of um, high-value, low-volume low kind of product. We've poured this tequila through the hair of all the game show hosts. <laughs> We've got Chris Tarrant to wash his hair with this tequila. Is there ever a, 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 an equivalent because, like, uh, for for women? Because it's always men who want to like. Not only do they want to drink, they want to do it like they want to. They want their drinks to have gone on some tits. I mean, there's no female equivalent, is there? No. Maybe some Harry Styles fans would 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 be the level of madness we need. You know. I guess, but it's a, yeah, you're right. So in general, women don't have this sort of mythology about things having been touched or having been in the possession of someone or yeah, like you know, this car was in the uh, in uh, from Russia with love, whatever. Like that's like a very male thing to care about where something has been or who has had it or who has touched it or. It seems like it, but the only exception I can think of is like if you look up Harry Styles fans and they're like, you know, bidding for a tissue he dropped on eBay and things. Right. But yeah, but that's a very specifically sort of rabid teenagers, isn't it? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, they're always like teens and it has to always be like a kind of smooth faced, handsome, non threatening pop star. I find, I find Harry Styles very threatening, actually. That long <laughs> hair. You Not fear him. I do. You fear what he could do. If he put his mind to it, <laughs> you talk about Harry Styles like uh, how in X-Men movies they talk about mutants who don't know they're mutants yet. Right, yes, yes. If the wrong person were to teach him how to wield his powers, it could be very dangerous, not just for us, but for the galaxy. Intimacy. Such a long, complicated word for such a sweet, simple thing. We here at Lucky Kentucky believe in the magic and the value of intimacy, of being close to one another, and of us being close to you, the drinkers of Lucky Kentucky. Which is why we have just released the newest member of the Lucky Kentucky family, Lucky Kentucky Brown Label. The Brown Label is a special intimate drink. We pour 
the whiskey. Delicious, lucky Kentucky whiskey that you've grown to love, that we all love. Regular Kentucky, lucky Kentucky whiskey. But this lucky Kentucky whiskey we pour over the bums of Phil and Pierre from Budpod. The official Lucky Kentucky podcast. Brown label is a whiskey infused with a delicious earthy taste of the bums of two boys who do a podcast together. You'll be able to taste the care, the love, the intimacy of Lucky Kentucky Brown Label. Lucky Kentucky Brown Label is crack aged to in to infuse that 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 gorgeous deep rich taste of Phil and Pierre's behinds. This is derriere drinking like you've never known. Perfect for a winter night in when all you want is to be warmed from the inside out by the fine taste of octopus eggs and podcasting bums. Sit back, relax, and unwind in the intimacy of Lucky Kentucky Brown Label. Lucky Kentucky denies all responsibility for any cases of cholera, diarrhea, or bacterial infection of any kind. That is your fault. It has nothing to do with Lucky Kentucky Brown Label. Besides, there's alcohol in Lucky Kentucky. Surely it would it would kill all the germs. And it, not, but I was saying there are any germs in it, coming off Philip Pierre's bums. They say they've cleaned them. We haven't. We don't know if they're telling the truth, but we presume they are. It, it, what we're trying to say is you can't sue us if you get if you get sick from drinking Lucky Kentucky Brown Label. But why would you need to? Because you won't. You won't get sick unless. You are made sick by intimacy, in which case you deserve to be sick, because intimacy is nice. Have you been watching? Uh, I've only just—I've been recommended it by a bunch of people. So if you're listening and you recommended this to me, thank you. Uh, I've been watching The Boys. Oh yes, I heard about that a few months ago. On Prime, is like a superhero thing. Yes, it's a sort of cynical satire. A cynical satire. I know. <laughs> you see, satire is so supportive of the of the uh, of the status quo. Yeah, it's a cynical satire. It's it's really good. It's absolutely horrific at parts. Oh great! Okay, is it it, 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 it? it does have a sort of Watchmen vibe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's the 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 gore is quite something. Oh great! Okay, maybe I'll try and watch it. Oh, you must! It'll it'll it, it's and it's a lot of fun. It's really. Do you know the premise? No. It's basically what would it be like if there really was you know the Justice League or whatever. Yeah. So they have a. Um, America has like 200 naturally occurring superheroes. Uh-huh. But the top 7 are like an equivalent to Captain America, an equivalent to Aquaman, an equivalent to Wonder Woman. Yeah. 
etc. And they're all and the Invisible Man and stuff. And they're the the top seven are referred to as like the seven, and they're mm-hmm. the big celebrities and they get all the marketing deals. Right, and right, right. All the other ones are like different levels of celebrity, like B list, C list, like whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all kind uh-huh. of not all the superheroes, but the main ones and the main seven are controlled and licensed by a kind of private security company. Okay, okay, okay. Who run all the movie deals, merchandise deals, public appearance endorsements? You know, it's like like a celebrity agency, but one that has kind of yeah, you know, superpower capability. Yeah. Okay. All oh, right. Right. So it's like how superheroes would work in capitalism yeah it's very much like donald trump's justice league okay that sounds good i like that it's fucking great it's a lot of fun and it's really well cast really well cast okay yeah really well cast it's not often that i hear psa something's very well cast yeah everyone's faces are just very good okay Okay. Where, where you sort of go, oh, you've got exactly the right face for that fucking role you're doing now. Right. Well, that sounds like good, pretty good acting, I'd say. Yeah, but sometimes it's like the person's doing really good acting, but also you think like uh, that's exactly what that kind of guy looks like. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Great. Uh, I can recommend... Uh, have you seen I Hate Susie? No, what's that? It's um, with Billy what's Piper. That? What's that? It's, it's this uh, new uh, drama with Billy Piper, and basically she plays like a British celeb who's who who has like some nudes leaked, and Ooh. it's based on the fallout from that and how 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 she has to deal with it. It's really fun. It's really good. It's really is it again, good. Really well cast. Yeah. It's great. It's, she's an amazing actor, Billy Piper. It's so which is funny because she started off like a pop singer. Old William Pipes. William Piper. Born William J. Piper. William J. Piper. She is good. Okay, I'll check that out. Very nice. Very good. This is the television recommendation part of Bud Todd. <laughs> what um and what do you what will you be doing with your time in your teenage bedroom and in Bath? Oh, you don't wanna know. <laughs> you don't want to know. Nostalgia jacking it. <laughs> um I, I'm, I'm performing well because i had a couple of gigs uh sunday night i was at warwick castle which is a lovely castle have you been to Ooh. warwick castle i'm i'm doing the gig at warwick castle very soon oh great it's very nice beautiful beautiful castle like proper game of thrones shit but it's, it looks like a sort of a castle you'd find in sort of the the, the alps or in romania or something like it's mm. one whole side of it's just a sheer wall on the river, you know, and oh, nice, yeah. Uh, uh, and there's like one part of the castle walls goes up a little hill, and there's like a a, a lone tree on this hill, uh, like like something from Game of Thrones, you know, where you have to go and you you seek counsel from someone in a in a hood. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's really cool. Nice. That's sick. Uh, and then tonight I'm performing in Bristol, so I thought I might as well come back down to Bath and hang out for a bit. Ooh. Um, what are you doing in Bristol? Which venue? The Lakota is called. The Lakota? Like the, I know. North, like the North American tribe. Is that what it is? L-A-K-O-T-A. That's the one. Lakota is like saying Sioux or Cherokee, yeah. 
Oh, interesting. It's a Native American tribe. Well, you can you can have a go at them, Phil, for appropriation of some kind. It's a yeah, it's a nightclub in Bristol, apparently, and there's a beer garden. All right, God. Well, get it while you can. It's going to be locked down to Electric Boogaloo very soon. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why has this happened? Why are we going? Why are we going back? Yeah. Why? Everyone's been having coughing parties. (laughs) Don't even talk to me till I've had my coughing. (laughs) Exactly. Well, um, folks, if you can catch either me or Phil at any gigs before the lockdown 2 happens, please do. But other than that, um, stay indoors and protect the virus from the NHS or whichever way around it's supposed to be. That mean old NHS wants to kill this virus, but we're not going to let them, are we, folks? No, it's going to be like the end of E.T., cycling away from the FBI with the virus in the (laughs) basket at the end of your bicycle, all wrapped up. Uh, the, the, this is where this new movement starts here on Bud Pod. Leave our virus alone. <laughs> it's start a living sharing, being. Start posting hashtag Leave our virus alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's about biodiversity, and it's it's a virus of color. Remember, it's ah. a virus of color. It's from China, and I just you know you know I'm just saying. That Give it a chance. If this was a white, if this was a white virus, if this was a virus from the UK, I, I don't think you'd be getting this much negative press. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying any one individual is <laughs> is wrong in this. I'm not blaming any one individual. I'm just saying, as a society, I think we would have acted differently if this virus was, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's just say this is quite the reaction to Ooh, a virus okay some online sass this is quite the reaction <gasps> to a little virus of color <laughs> i want to start calling the coronavirus a virus of color a voc <laughs> <laughs> a voc yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah See how see how many people. I mean, I think that tweet would annoy everyone. I, I no, I swear to God, I, I could find some traction in some pockets of the insane internet that would go. He, he's right. This is a good point. <laughs> I think it would uh, it would certainly be at least as annoying everyone as your tweet about dogs in Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, have a good gig, man. Thanks. What are you gonna do? What are you what going am I gonna to? do? Uh, I'm gonna. I, I had to cancel my medieval Monday stream, so I'm gonna do I that know. today, which is Tuesday. So if you're hearing this, it's too late. Um, but then on Wednesday, the day the Bud Pod is released, of course, I'll be doing Warzone Wednesday, um, and I have to reschedule Thinking Thursday. I'll figure that out. But yeah, just streaming and writing and um, keeping a weather eye on the news. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to have a wry, a, a wry take on the news? <laughs> a wry, that's what they say, a wry eye? Keeping a wry eye on the news? I'm keeping a wry eye on the news from a sideways glance. That's right. Mm. Mm. Um, for more of that well, cynical satire. That's right, some more cynical satire coming from me. You watch out. I'm pretty anti the government right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, have a good week, guys. Stay safe. And of course, Koji.
Coach everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.